the wrestling podcast about nothing is brought to you by bda radio bda radio doesn't break news they break the news with their wild commentary regarding mma and wrestling head on over to bdaradio.com and check out all of the latest news on the ufc bellator wwe and much more they are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves bdaradio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing, episode 13, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's your wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the Irresistible Force, the Immovable... Uh, why are you looking at me like that, Brian? <laughs> you're not going to finish my what? introduction? You're the Kingpin Brian Malonis, but you're, 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 you're eyeing me. You're, <laughs> Am I balling you? Yeah. Oh, know what it is? I heard you on A Man Walks Into an Arm Bar. You were sitting in the big Whoa, chair. Uh-oh. You were steering the ship. <laughs> you were leading the way. And now you're looking at my microphone. You're looking at me like I'm a... You got the headsets? Like I'm a turkey, like Kramer in that episode with Newman. You're, you're hey, licking buddy. your lips. <laughs> you did very well as the lead chair of A Man Walks Into an Arm Bar last week, the uh, UFC 200 review episode. and uh, Don't tell Chad of 5,000. I don't want him no. to beat me up. No, and uh, yeah, so I'm quaking in my boots here, thinking you're, you're coming after my microphone. You're irreplaceable, Mike. Oh, You're well, thank irreplaceable. You. Thank you very much. This podcast is available every Monday on iTunes, on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and of course, on BDARadio.com. Now we ask you to please do something for the wrestling podcast about nothing. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And please take a minute and write us a five-star review. It really gets a podcast out there, helps us grow, and that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to make millions upon millions and millions of dollars. And you never know when there's going to be a freaking bombshell dropped on this podcast because just on last week's episode, we had the bombshell of Brian Fury announcing his retirement from professional wrestling at the end of the year. Yes. Nowhere else. He Nowhere shared else. it with the WPAN. Yes, if you like that episode, if you like any of these episodes, please review us on the podcast program you are listening to right now, and it will really help us out. Do us a personal favor. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, write us a nice review, and as the Kingpin also says, share it with people on Facebook, on Twitter, on your your Snapchats, on your Friendsters, on your... I don't know about Snapchat. No? I, I can tell you, I was on Snapchat for like for like three days. I couldn't figure it out for the for the life of me, and then and then a good friend of ours, the East Coast Cowboy, yes, uh, he, he sends me one and it's like labeled like, oh, check out my new shoes, 
And, uh, well, you know, uh, he was standing in front of a urinal and uh, maybe relieving himself and uh, well, maybe exposing himself at the same time. So that, uh, that's when I decided that I'm a little too old for Snapchat. So they're not sharing podcasts on Snapchat. They're sharing... Uh, Wieners. Yes, okay. <laughs> All right, so maybe stay away from Snapchat, but please uh, share the podcast with your friends, with your following on social media, and help out the wrestling podcast about nothing. All right, on this episode, episode 13, we're going to talk the WWE draft. It's coming this week. It's coming on the first live SmackDown this Tuesday. Mike. Yes. Are we doing a mock draft? Oh, Are we no, doing a mock no. draft, Mike? No, Kevbo will kill us. <laughs> not, come draft. on, it could be mock draft Monday. Uh, Come on, you are you with me? Mock draft Monday. Maybe we'll make uh, maybe we'll make at least opening round draft picks. All right. I don't know if we'll get beyond that. I mean, come on, you only got an hour here. Jeez, those th- I've heard you listen to those mock drafts. It takes hour upon hour to get through. Let's just let's keep it simple. All right. We'll, we'll, it's a nice little compromise for all us. All right. All right. Okay. So we're gonna talk uh, GM speculation. The, uh, they talked about they're gonna have general managers on the show. We're gonna talk about who we think is gonna be drafted, uh, who will be the top picks, and so on and so forth. And plus, we're gonna take a look at the first episode of the Cruiserweight Classic from the WWE Network and preview the entire tournament. Plus, of course, we'll have a promo about nothing for you and so much more. But before we get into all that good stuff. Let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me. They do all the time, Brian. Do they really? Yeah. They come up to me on the street. They say, you're the BDA oh, guy, right. right? I say, yeah. And they say, what does that mean? BDARadio.com. What does the BDA stand for? Batista dress attire? Somebody said this to you. Yeah. They said, does it mean Batista dress attire? Well, well Big Dave, uh, especially his heel run, was a dapper individual for sure. But that's not the BDA of which we speak. When we say BDARadio.com, Brian, we mean the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. BDA Radio is the Batista bomb. I got, I got to tell you, can I give you a little feedback? As yes. a friend. Okay. As a friend, I want to do you a personal favor. No applause this time? Not not this time, okay. no. No, because I feel like you really missed an opportunity to maybe do a little crossover uh, and maybe work in some reference to Drax the Destroyer. I, I feel like you missed something there. I, I was thinking Batista Drax something or other, and I just I couldn't yeah. work it out. Yeah, I but don't know. You, you remember Batista used to dress all I, wacky? I, I, I do, and I do. And I, just, I'm not, I mean, it's not bad. It's it's not it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. Is it number two? <laughs> it is number two. Oh, he's, I, 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 okay. It didn't make me want to ram my head into the wall. <laughs> well, that's good. That's an improvement. <laughs> we're, we're, we are light years ahead of where we once were. Okay, Brian, you talked about this a little bit uh, earlier before the podcast. It could be a little uh, sticky situation here that we're putting ourselves in. Yes, because uh, the draft is on Tuesday. This podcast comes out on Monday, so we could stand to look like a couple of absolute buffoons. Well, it would be the first time in the history of the podcast, though, because <laughs> yes, I mean, usually our analysis is usually so spot on. Right. It's never happened that we said there's no way that Roman Reigns would, uh, his drug suspension would be announced on the broadcast, and of course it was. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, I don't recall that episode. I think that was you. That might have been you that said I that. I might have said, you, know, you might have agreed uh, wholeheartedly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes. Vociferously. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we we have a decent track record, but, you know, they, we, we're putting ourselves out there. We're putting ourselves out there. We're giving our thoughts. We're giving our opinions. And sometimes it works in our favor and sometimes it doesn't. But we're going to talk about what we know. And then based on our expert opinions, we're going to predict what we don't know yet. Well, you, you make good comments during the wrestling shows. I do make good comments. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, so Tuesday night is the draft. Tuesday, the first episode of, I guess they're calling it SmackDown Live now. Uh, it's Don't you love when WWE like just they have like that awkward something like that and they just beat the hell out of it into the ground. Nobody's like it's been SmackDown for however many years. SmackDown, or, yeah, SmackDown was, Live, SmackDown Live, yeah, SmackDown it was Live. Friday Night SmackDown at one point, and yeah, now it's SmackDown. Do you remember, Live. Uh, one point was Raw Super Show. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, when the uh, first brand split kind of fizzled. So it's this Tuesday. And it's actually going to be here locally. It's going to be at the Worcester Centrum in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm not going to be attending. I I didn't get my uh, my comp tickets didn't have not come in the mail. I'm sure I'm sure we could still probably work that out if we really wanted to. But you know uh, I got to tell you I I'm just as content watching it from my living room on Tuesday night because Worcester is a pain in the ass to get to. Yeah, I haven't been there in a long time. There actually hasn't been a, an event there in a long time. Well, I mean the times I went, Mike, I was backstage. If you I know what see, I mean. I see. I see. The the. Uh, I said the syndrome. I think it's called the DCU Center now, Something right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah, named after a bank, as as most. Of these well, we we talked are. about it this week. We went to a probably the, we attended a, an illustrious event together at uh, at the well the DCU Center, kind of, but not really in the arena. More like the yes the ballroom the, the adjacent. <laughs> yes, at the annex. And uh, the main event was the main event: Undertaker versus Heidenreich. I believe so. Anyway, let's move on. Okay, so. Here's what we know, Brian. Stephanie is the commissioner of Raw. They got this terminology here. At one point, they were talking about each would have a COO, and now they're commissioners. But uh, we found out that Stephanie is the commissioner of Raw, and Shane will be the commissioner of SmackDown. But they are not the only authority figures. There is also a general manager to be named for Raw and for SmackDown. I'm guessing this is the way of explaining why probably especially Shane McMahon is not going to be on TV every single week. Yeah, and, and Stephanie seems to go on these excursions and these these different things as well that take her away from Raw from time well, to time. The whole thing was a, a bit bizarre. I guess that was their way of throwing a twist in. We actually on a previous episode had talked about I, – I had really thought they weren't going to do Shane versus Stephanie. I thought maybe they'd throw a twist in and perhaps it would be – Triple H versus the McMahon siblings or something like that. But ultimately, they set up the whole main event of Raw just to <laughs> just to give you exactly what you thought was going to happen. And it was so funny. There was that the, – the end, end segment was, you know, they were both fighting for SmackDown. And it's like they both forgot that there was going to be a commissioner of Raw as well. It was a very bizarre setup. Like, I mean, I, I'm all about, like, suspension of disbelief. But this was a little, like – like all all of a sudden, so Shane fought the Undertaker, 
in the most dangerous match in let's WWE not, history let's not to, <laughs> to get control of Raw. And then during the course of him actually running Raw, he forgets he wants to run Raw. And now he wants to run SmackDown more. And he forgot that there's also going to be a commissioner of Raw. Like, it was very contrived to me. Well, the, someone forgot along the line that Shane didn't win the match. But let's, <laughs> let's, let's stay, stay away from that. We're way too far beyond that now to worry. Okay, so there's a GM for Raw and for SmackDown. Uh, Shane McMahon said that he's going to name his GM on Monday, and I assume Stephanie will probably do the same. That's tonight on Raw, obviously. So I think we could probably talk about someone who was possibly leaked. There was a story on WWE.com that was talking about the GMs and stuff like that, and one of the headlines for one of the, um, the sections of the article said, the Yes Movement comes to SmackDown, and that was quickly deleted even though the content of the article didn't mention it at all it's like someone maybe left that there by accident and so a lot of people just assumed like that maybe daniel bryan is slated to be the gm of smackdown i mean it would it, it would it would make sense i guess i mean i'm sure wwe is still paying daniel bryan uh he's, he's somebody who fans still are invested in i think as as a character um, I mean, of all the people you would think like that would fit that role, like he's, I mean, he's not the, the prototypical right. because Daniel Bryan is more known as a wrestler and less as a character. But I mean, he's, it seems like he's finally uh, okay with coming back around wrestling now. I mean, he, as we'll talk about later, he's one of the commentators on the Cruiserweight Classic. So he's finally kind of coming back in the WWE fold. So, I mean, it's definitely a plausible scenario that he'll, that he'll do that. I mean, especially with... Shane McMahon as the commissioner that would, you know, want to have another baby face in there. So Daniel Bryan could be When's that. the Shane heel turn coming? It's coming. You think? It's coming. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Come <laughs> on. Maybe down the line. Maybe around WrestleMania time. But uh, now I think we could rule out, and we're talking about GMs here, I think we could rule out everyone who's appeared, like, claiming yeah, to I... be they want to be the GM. Like, you don't think Big Johnny's coming back? <laughs> John Laurinaitis? No more people power. <laughs> no people power. Uh, Teddy Long, like Vicky Guerrero was back. I think. Yeah, I think you're dead on there. The, none of those people are going to be the GMs. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Daniel Bryan's a, a good bet. Um, w, the one thing WWE has actually gotten good at in the last number of years is they, they are good from time to time at really hiding a big surprise. Um, so maybe somebody we haven't even thought of yet uh, i know online twitter there's been some speculation about eric bischoff and he right. almost like did like an about face on like twitter like somebody tweeted at him and he said focus your energy on something else and then like a day or two later somebody tweeted at him and he said never say never or anything can happen in the WWE. Something, yeah, yeah something to that effect and then he also talked on the most recent jim ross podcast about missing you know being part of the creative process and kind of missing the wrestling industry and he would again never say never to coming back so maybe there's something to that maybe there's not i mean it would make sense because they are coming out uh with the, the bischoff dvd i think it is or already, already out, out yeah. yeah and you know i mean it would make sense there's a lot of pieces there that would that absolutely make sense and i do think that would be a compelling choice to to come back and run raw right definitely probably a less compelling choice would be Triple H, who's been off TV, I think, since WrestleMania. But it doesn't seem like it would fit. Like, even if Stephanie names Triple H, it seems like, you know, Triple H being under Stephanie doesn't yeah, seem I don't like think it works. Yeah, I can't imagine that that happening. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, I, I've been racking my brain for, like, who is out there that, like, we haven't even 
thought of <laughs> yet. Like, and there was nobody that like strongly came to mind other than like obvious obvious choices. I mean, you get like some of the veteran type wrestlers, I guess. You know, did Sting not play a commissioner's role? In, in TNA, TNA at one point? I think he did, yeah. What about, we talked about a couple weeks ago, Kurt Angle. We talked about how he had mentioned on a radio show that he had talked to Triple H and there's something brewing, but then there was an about face uh, again, and now he's not coming back. Do you think that maybe this was like a red herring that, that and he was trying to backtrack because it's actually happening and Kurt Angle's coming in? I can see him... I can see them taking him in a, in a speaking role and not... Right, and maybe build up to one or two matches rather than him working a uh, Possibly, but I, I think they're very hesitant to put him in the ring. But, I mean, so I could... Even if it's just in this role, I'm sure he'd be very good at it. He's great on the microphone. It would be a great spot for him, but I don't know... What if, about Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Hulk Hogan. I mean, well, he, he's, he seems to be back in the good graces again. Uh, there does so? seem to be. I, I just, it just seems to be like he's talking very favorably. I don't know if you follow the Hulkster on Twitter, but he's, he's always very favorable for WWE. And oh, of course, um, there's. I, I, I'm pretty sure, and, and this is almost feels like an episode of the Dirt Sheet Shuffle here. Oh. Um, but I'm pretty sure there's been some rumblings of like him talking to them again. I hadn't hadn't heard anything about that. I mean, you oh, my out dirt sheeting the dirt yeah, sheet king. <laughs> you're digging deep in the dirt sheets. Wow, <laughs> you got to get on the Twitter, Mike. You got the shovel out. That's I know I hadn't heard that. And I think just with the the last thing that kind of was the nail in his coffin was all the the racial stuff and with the racial climate these days. I don't know if that's the right time to bring him back. I don't know. It just doesn't seem. It doesn't seem the time. I mean, whether he's right. a jammer or not, I think Hulk Hogan is back in WWE at, at, some, some, at point. some point in the near future. I think at some too. point, he's too valuable. There's too much money for them. Not follow the money trail. It's always about the money trail. Yeah. Okay. Um, other people who are kind of around but not really in prominent roles. What about Paul Heyman? Paul Heyman was a great GM. I don't know. It was a GM at that time on SmackDown opposing Stephanie and back in the day. Uh, and he's not. I mean, you know, Brock's around sparingly. Would Paul Heyman be someone that would fit in a role like that? I mean, I think he would, but at the same time, would you want to bastardize Heyman like that and put him back on TV every week? Because I think he's gotten to the point where he's so damn special, and when he grabs the mic, it's like it's become like a thing now. When when Paul Heyman comes out and cuts a promo, like it's a it's a big deal now. Right. It's like it's like a main event type attraction when Paul Heyman cuts a promo. And do you want to put that on TV every week? And especially in in a G and. And, and I got to be honest, like I am tired of the authority figure storyline in wrestling. Like it's, been, I mean, we're going on approaching twenty years of constantly having a, a some sort of authority figure in wrestling at, at all times. I mean, previously, like WWE had Jack Tunney, but it was such a thing of convenience like when they needed a big ruling right. or girl of monsoon when they needed a big ruling and now it's like it's such a focal point of the tv show and the programming now for 20 years so i, I would love to see them do something innovative with it but i, I mean the, the, it's formulatic now you know I, I think i just made up a word i'm pretty yeah. sure i just made up a word yeah, you did we like that though we like that here <laughs> on the wrestling podcast about nothing now brian it's different now because there's four authority figures not yes. just one or two yes. <laughs> and for, i mean i get the feeling maybe like uh they're probably getting maybe higher people who will be antagonists to them for some reason oh rick flair the 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 end of charlotte and rick flair seemed 
awfully abrupt and, yeah. and kind of out of nowhere. Maybe maybe Ric Flair is, is going to be a guy they bring back on TV as a. I mean, he was once was he not the, was he the owner of Raw, right? Yeah, co-owner. Yeah, yeah, right. Something like that. So I mean, maybe him back in that role. Um, I mean, there's just, there's lots of people out there. I mean, my official guesses would be Daniel Bryan and Eric Bischoff. That's who I. That's who I expect to see, you know, Monday night. I'm holding out hope for uh, Kurt Angle, and I'm putting myself out there like you did uh, last week on the wrestling podcast about nothing when you said Brock Lesnar was going to get knocked out in the first round. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's my week to take one on the chin. Uh, so we'll we'll have to see next week on the uh, show and uh, this Tuesday night or Monday night actually when they name the GMs to see what is actually going to go down. Hey, so, I thought somebody we forgot, Mike. Yes, Brad Maddox. <laughs> what about Brad Maddox? <laughs> he was forgotten for a reason, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think he's even been forgotten on the indie scene at this point. Yeah, he. I don't, I don't know what's off the uh, face of the earth. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's up to now. But uh, if he's a listener of the wrestling podcast about nothing, uh, shoot me a tweet. We'll get you on. Yeah, come on. Let's uh, let's badmouth people. Let's <laughs> That's not what we're about, Mike. Oh, okay. All right. Let's we'll stay away from that. Okay. I just badmouth you. Oh, how dare you? Just another podcast, right? I, I, heard, <laughs> I heard the book in the territory. What do you mean? No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. You, I said you, what I say about John book no, in the territory. We were, it was all good, as the kids say. I was very complimentary on that. No, yes, you were. And thank you very much <laughs> for uh, Mike Mills having you on and letting you plug uh, the wrestling podcast about nothing. Yes, big ups. Yes, big ups to Mike Mills. So let's talk about the draft itself, Brian. What are you expecting here in terms of let's let's talk about Roman Reigns. I got in some of the dirt sheets. I mean, I don't, I haven't dug as deep as you apparently, but some dirt sheets saying that uh, finally Vince McMahon has soured on Roman Reigns after this uh, wellness policy. It would definitely s- seem it with some of the segments they've had on Raw that are just squarely taking shots at the dude. Like, I, I, I think they've kind of gone out of their way to not just acknowledge the drug. I mean, even even if we had thought they were going to acknowledge the drug suspension on TV, I don't think we. Anybody, for that matter, us or anybody, could have anticipated the lengths to which they have just kind of smushed it in his face, too. Like, I mean, they've put it front and center, and that is surprising to me. And that right there tells me, like, ooh, maybe they are really, really pissed off at this guy, and and maybe he's about to take some sort of uh, backseat. Yeah, what do you think the agenda is? Is just pushing him down the card? Is it turning him heel? Is it looking for sympathy? I really... I, I... I have no clue because I can't imagine what the end game is here because I, I know I, I get the feeling it's definitely not keeping them on top the way they're just torching them on TV. I, I mean, who knows? The way WWE operates, you might win that battleground. And yeah, next next Sunday is uh, <laughs> is battleground, and we'll uh, be talking about it, and we'll I guess maybe we'll find out based on the finish of that main event. Right, if- do all three of those guys now end up on the same brand. Like it's there's yeah. still a lot we don't know. Like. It, the champion situation or uh, it's crazy to me yeah what we do know is the split brand pay-per-views don't start until september so i guess battle live every two weeks right mike (coughs) (laughs) so battleground i think will be you know a dual brand pay-per-view and SummerSlam obviously will be so i mean they got a little time and you know we talked about two world titles two wwe titles right i'm guessing that's going to be the role of the gm somewhat i'm I'm guessing some of that stuff is being left to be decided as storylines going forward so i mean i get why maybe they haven't revealed a lot of that yet because then it also might dictate 
where you you think people are going to end up draft wise. Right. Right. Now we talked about when we initially talked about the draft. We said. You know, top pick for one brand would be John Cena. Top pick for the other would be Roman Reigns. Do you still think Roman Reigns will be a top pick? I don't, no. No? Do, do you know who I honestly think is going to be the, the top pick? Who's that? Finn Balor. Oh, man, that was going to be my prediction. Oh, really? You blew it. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Look, see, maybe we should just talk, talk beforehand. Yeah, we should have called the spot. <laughs> we always say that. And well, we're on, the, we're on the same page here. I think they're going to make a big deal about Finn Balor coming up. I think they're going to – I think I – think you're going to see some of the NXT guys go higher for the emphasis on "quote unquote" the future, because I, I mean, I, I think the just having like John Cena go first or Brock Lesnar go first, and then followed by Randy Orton, followed by the Undertaker, followed by Roman Reigns, Seth right. Am- Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. I feel like that's just so predictable that, um, I, yeah, I think it's going to be like. Uh, blow you out of the water type thing like you know building towards the future sort of type of situation i can see that i can definitely see that now uh there's also been speculation online in the said dirt sheets about john cena taking a reduced schedule i know he hosted the espies uh he got pissed off about last week yeah on twitter what happened yeah he fired back on on twitter about about the reduced schedule thing oh he's saying no it's not happening no, that's not just yeah, yeah. I mean, just yeah. He was very like insulted by it. Now, do do you think uh, will he still be like a top pick somewhere around the? Uh, I think he ha- Yeah, I think he has to be. I think, um, I think they'll put the emphasis on the younger guys. Like I said, like a Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. You know, maybe even Roman Reigns still at that point. Um, but he's got to be a high pick. He's still going to be a big focal point. Uh, I expect him and AJ Styles to end up on the same brand. Um, so they can continue their their program, but yeah, I think he has to be. He's still such a big part of the company, and now with the Roman Reigns situation, John Cena is more important than ever. So you kind of showed your hand a little bit. We're gonna do our one round mock draft, I think. Here oh. we're gonna talk about. Uh, maybe we'll do two rounds then, because we've already revealed both of our first picks. Oh boy, uh, let's maybe just clear the slate and we'll start over. Number one draft pick. Who do you, who do you think? Who's your number one? Now, who do I think, or who would be my number one? No, who would be if I were the the actual GM of one of the shows? Who would be my first pick? Well, I guess we talked about your. If it was you, you'd say Finn Balor. But let's let's go with what you think that actually happened. Well, I think Finn Balor would be. Oh, okay. That's so, what I think is going to happen. Oh, okay. So go the other uh, way then. Uh, who would I pick? Yes, John Cena. All right. He's the he's the face of the company. He's the face of the 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 wrestling industry. I think and. He's still the top money guy, and with Roman, the fall of Roman Reigns, I John. Listen to the crowd. The, the John Cena is still the most polarizing guy in in the business. The, the crowd cares about him like they care about nobody else, whether they love him or hate him. Nobody's indifferent to. Nobody's saying John Cena. Meh. They're either booing him or or cheering him with a lot of passion. So there, that 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 would be my top pick. And he's a close personal, longtime friend of yours. If you listen to the uh, oh. Booking the Territory uh, podcast, well, I don't know about friends. I knocked him out with the oh, Cattle okay. Wrestling Heavyweight Championship belt, and then he gave me the uh, the what for, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he gave me the new finish, the what for? I think so. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So you say Cena uh, for my top pick? I'm going to say Seth Rollins. Would he be drafted if he's the champion? I don't know because there's a championship match on Raw Monday night. So with Seth Rollins or Steen Ambrose, so Seth Rollins could conceivably be the heavyweight champion. Okay, let's talk about. 
I mean, not to separate the men from the women, but the top female. I mean, I probably know what your answer is going to be, but who would be your <laughs> your top female pick? Well, Dana Brooke, clearly. I mean, Dana Brooke just has it all. She's got those no. guns. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, maybe I'm a little biased. Maybe I'm a little biased. Sasha Banks. Come oh, on. Okay. Come on. You knew where that was going. I Come know, on. I know. I, I know. Uh, I'll say um, Natalia. Natalia. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. She's, uh, she's a good. She's like a, a, the cornerstone of uh, any women's division. Tick, if you will. Thank you very much. She is. <laughs> uh, okay, so you mentioned Finn Balor, but let's talk about the top pick from NXT. If like the, who do you think will be the first person picked from the NXT roster to be a part of the main roster? I screwed up your whole <laughs> your whole plan here tonight, Mike. I'm sorry. Again, I think Finn Balor is clearly going to the main roster. He's going to be a guy they push. I think yeah, he wasn't hit, on the TV right. taping. His arrival is going to be a big deal. I, I think there's going to be surprises, too. Like I, I also think Shinsuke Nakamura is going to get picked. I, I just... I, we've talked about it several times. WWE's paying this dude a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And right now they're paying him a lot of money to work in front of 500, 1,000 people. You know what I mean? Right. You know, I, at some point they want that ROI. They want that return on investment. And they're going to want either the Raw or the SmackDown audience eyes on that guy and a worldwide audience on that guy. And they want him in 20,000-seat arenas. And so I think, I mean... I think Nakamura is getting drafted too. I'd I would agree. I would agree definitely. Uh, I'm going to say Bailey. Bailey has been ready for a very long time. She, uh, I thought after she had that match with Sasha in Brooklyn that she'd be right up there on Raw, but it hasn't happened yet. It's almost a year later at this point. I think it's time for Bailey to be on the main roster, and I'll. Pick her. Yeah, I think. I mean, they're going to need to fortify that women's division. Bailey is more than ready, and I mean, it definitely seems like they are building towards Sasha being the champion. So maybe a revisiting of Sasha and Bailey. Uh, and, and I mean, people think, oh, they're going to clear out NXT. They're going to clear out NXT. It's not unprecedented for somebody to be doing the NXT shows, or at least at least be on NXT programming, and then also be on WWE programming, because Kevin Owens was feuding with John Cena, right. and he was the NXT champion. Right, and you see they're, they're starting to load up with some veterans. Uh, Bobby Roode is is uh, in the fold now in NXT. They had Eric Young. I think probably Roderick Strong is, is coming into NXT to... Maybe some of the guys from the Cruiserweight Classic too coming in, like a Cedric right. Alexander, Kota Bushi, yeah. right? Yeah, some. I mean, guys like that. You you think you know some of those guys are probably going to end up, you know, in NXT as well. Yeah, and that that roster will remain strong even if they take a, a lot of the top guys now. But they have a good way of of building stars, and, in the, NXT. and they're not going to take anybody. Though, like again, Samoa Joe. I, Samoa Joe's the one, like, I can go either way. Like, I think he deserves to be on the main roster. He should be on the main roster. But he might be one they leave behind in XT for now type of thing. That, that's that's the other interesting thing that I think as this goes along, how does that play out in XT and bringing guys up? And I would love to see WWE kind of go into this, like, the two brands competing, like baseball teams or football teams competing free agency. You know, that would be a really cool, like – peel the curtain back sort of storyline for fans to say to watch Stephanie and Shane compete to sign a Samoa Joe for example 
Yeah, I don't see it happening. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're just poo-pooing my ideas. <laughs> just, I mean, it's a great idea, but it's just, uh, it just seems they'll tailor everything to do what they want to do on a whim, and that seems far too structured to to work out in the long term, I think. I think you're wrong. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see with all of these predictions. Uh, you know, Monday and Tuesday night will uh, either look like absolute geniuses or bloody fools. Okay, folks. So those are our thoughts on the draft. But before we move on, we'd like to share something a little special with you. Uh, this weekend, we were fortunate enough to be able to sit down with a longtime friend of ours, WWE NXT superstar Tommaso Ciampa. We spoke about his entire career, his beginnings here in New England to NXT, and everything in between. That interview is coming up in its entirety in a couple of weeks. But before we stopped recording, we got his thoughts on the upcoming WWE draft. So here we go. Just a small taste of what's to come soon on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Here is Tommaso Ciampa. The draft coming up on Tuesday has got to be the most exciting thing for me personally, and, and maybe it's just like I'm biased because I'm part of the company at this point. Right. But it's the most exciting thing for me since the NWO invasion. <laughs> I'm not, I yeah. don't, I don't, and I, I, try, I'm, I try to always pull myself out of the bubble and go, mm-hmm. well, what about as a fan? And it is to still to me because it's the, like two live shows and knowing the inside business of it and knowing that they track social media numbers and they track Twitter interactions and they t- track viewership in merch sales, they track all of this stuff. They're legitimately competing. And there's there's numbers that are going to tell you who is winning and who is losing that battle. And that is not going to be like, no, I prefer this one over the other. It's going to be like, no, this one makes more money than this one. And so it's like, and I get it's it's under the same umbrella of WB. So it's not the same as like one company profiting and a different company profiting because it's all the same company profiting from it. But as far as the talent goes, it creates a hungry uh, roster full of guys who are, are suddenly competing a little bit more and a little bit of a different level. Like, and that brings out a lot in people, you know, it brings out bad and good in people. Um, but just the fact that, like, if you're on SmackDown, you want that to be the number one brand. If you're on Raw, you want that to be the number one brand. So it's like, it's super exciting. And who from NXT is going to get called up? Is anyone going to get drafted who we're not even aware of is signed right now to a contract? Are there going to be guys from before who we saw on TV and have left the company, come back to the company? Like the fan in me is just like giddy over it. Like what's going to happen? And then how's that after all that's done and I sit back and say, okay, that's over with. And I look at the list. How's that affect my career? You know, like, where's that leave me and Johnny and all of us, the, all the cruiserweights and all the NXT guys. So it's like, it's just, it's, it is, it's like the coolest time ever. And the business overall is booming. NXT is bringing awareness to independence. These guys come from a place. Therefore, independents are drawing more. Evolve is got this relationship going on. Their houses are up. Everybody's aware of everything. Lucha Underground gets more eyes on it because people understand that there's this thing. If you start searching on Google, there's this independent scene. You know, now you start seeing guys from England and Scotland and Germany come in and you say, oh, well, where do they wrestle? And you start getting introduced to those promotions. You know, it's like NXT, like it's so funny to me when people are like, oh, they're trying to kill the Indies because you're just like, I've the houses are up. Everything's up. Merch sales are up. I'm going. I went to Maryland last night for the Shamrock Cup in front of like 700 people. 
that is not normal. Like, you know, it's like, and that, no, and, and it's, it's become yeah. normal. It's freaking, it really has. Like, like I said with AEW, we're drawing 700 consistently. Progress sells out every show in a matter of 20 minutes and they sell 700 seats. PWG sells out every show in five minutes. I know they're a little different. They've been doing it for years, but it's like everywhere you look, numbers are up. And it's just like, it's because NXT is fostering it, you know, and it's not just because of them, but boy, are they helping it? They're supporting it, you know, and it, I think it's, it's sparking everybody to compete. The Hardys are coming up with new cool stuff. Eddie Edwards is, is doing this title versus title thing with Lashley. Guys like Trevor Lee and Andrew Everett are coming up. Pepper Parks is coming up and get an opportunity. Mike Bennett's making jumps because he has options. Moose is jumping from company to company because there's money out there now. He has the ability to say, I'm going to help your ratings instead of help your ratings. I'm going to help you draw money instead of you. Like It's just creating this, this open field for all of us. Cedric Alexander suddenly has an option B where he can leave ring of honor and you know and we're really good friends and he can say hey well i saw you do well like what did you do how did you do it whatever and we talk and all the talk was was cedric you're one of the best wrestlers in the world just bet on yourself dude just trust yourself and now all of a sudden people are gonna they already saw his first match in the cruiserweight classic and they are going to be blown away to see the match he had with ibushi and follow him on the independence like it helps everybody you know it's really cool right now what's going on it's hard not to get excited about the state of pro wrestling today when you're talking to someone like Tommaso Ciampa and thank you so much Tommaso for uh meeting with us over the weekend and as I mentioned that interview coming very soon to the wrestling podcast about nothing a full interview spinning the entire career of Tommaso Ciampa look out for that okay let's move on to the hashtag Brian PDA for BDA. That Mike, I doubted you, man. I said it last, I think it was last week I said it. I doubted you. This thing's taking off. It sure is. It sure is. PDA for BDA is the hashtag on Twitter. Tweet it at BDA underscore radio. Tweet it at me. I'm at Crocsox. And Brian is at Brian Malonis. Do that. Use the hashtag and we will mention you on the podcast. Here we go. Big Woody, as always, the tried and true fan of the wrestling podcast about nothing. Big Woody, he is at Apt Elwood on Twitter. He says, wow, Brian Fury dropping that bombshell on the indie world is the kind of thing we've grown to expect from the wrestling podcast about nothing. You mentioned it, Brian. Last week, uh, Mr. Fury did announce that he will be done with wrestling at the end of 2016. And please go back and listen to episode 12 for that uh, excellent interview, if I do say so myself and ourselves, with huh? Brian little, Fury. Well, Barry Horowitz going on here? Yeah, right? a little, a little <laughs> never hurt anybody, I agree. Right? I, think we, I think that interview was very good. And, and uh, I think, aside from the retirement, Brian offering really great insight on what it's like to try to balance Two very different careers within the same industry, right? Uh, so very cool. Go back and listen. Go back and listen to that. Uh, cool quotes from Donovan Dijak, Ring of, of Ring of Honor fame, yes. Oni Lorcan of NXT fame, Ooh. and Sasha Banks of WWE fame. Yes, uh, all talking about uh, a guy who was a mentor to them. Right. Okay. Steve King is back at Strangler Steve, my friend Steve King. He says, "Great interview with Brian Fury on the WPAN." Congrats on retirement and your very successful New England Pro Wrestling Training Center, the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, of course. And, uh, okay, thanks, Steve, for that. And I'm sure uh, Brian Fury would thank you as well. Uh-oh, Todd Sopel checks in. the three in. kings of Atlantic Pro Wrestling. 
Todd Sopel has checked in here on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. He says, just heard the Brian Fury podcast. Hopefully he comes to Atlantic Pro Wrestling so the Three Kings can retire him early. Smiley face. Oh, that could be a prophetic uh, statement, Mike. Oh, you never know, huh? Never know. Anything can happen on APW? Is you, that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. You never know. Maybe keep your eyes peeled. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, Mike Mills. We just mentioned him a little while ago. Uh, you appeared recently on Booking the Territory podcast, and Mike Mills said uh, in response to you last week, I don't need to be drug tested, Brian. I was referencing sleep deprivation on a long wrestling drive when I saw Big Bird. LOL. <laughs> yes, we talked about he, he saw a 20-foot Big Bird running <laughs> alongside his car on a long road trip. We were talking about the Road Stories podcast from two episodes ago, yes. episode 11. Yes. No, Mike, always a good dude. I had a lot of fun on, on booking the territory. I hope I get to go back. Uh, it was kind of funny. We went long because I want, I'm, I'm long-winded. Yes. <laughs> and, and two, we just had such a good time just talking about wrestling in general and, and growing up and watching wrestling and then some of the current stuff that, man, we didn't even get into talking about me till towards the end just because we had such a good time. You know, just talking about wrestling in general. So right. uh, that's a great podcast, a friend of a friend of our podcast. So please uh, check out Book in the Territory. Uh, you know the episode that I'm on. Plus, plus, uh, you know, subscribe to them too. Hook them up. Give them some help. Yeah, and follow them uh, at BTT underscore podcast. He also said, excellent episode with Fury. Hope you guys like the podcast with Brian Malonis from July 12th. And keep up the solid podcast. Thanks very much, Mike. Happy to have you uh, checking us out, and we're checking you out as well. And uh, it's all good in the uh, podcasting community here in uh, in uh, New England and beyond, obviously. All right, Stephen. Stephen's back at HHHGuy2004. He says, Brian, he looked up this wrecking ball guy. He's listed as being from New Jersey to be the king of New England, big man wrestling. Hmm. He's not even from New England. Yeah, he's from New Jersey. With I was billed from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for a long time, but uh, well, you're you yeah by by proxy from Pittsburgh. And <laughs> yes, yeah. currently residing in and in lovely New Hampshire, right? Yes, yeah. Where you are, we're in New Hampshire right now, Mike. Are you trying to block it out? Are you trying to? Yeah, don't dog on our New Hampshire. My boy Stevens from New Hampshire. All right, for Stevens' sake, I'll. Uh, but I'll yeah, Re wrecking ball Ligurski, huh? He wants That's... a piece of the kingpin. He wants the kingpin's throne, Mike. <laughs> I guess we'll hear about that later. <laughs> that uh, in the uh, nothing happens, we'll hear about that. Okay. Also, Harry Aaron checks in, friend of yours and mine. Well, I mean, me and Harry had maybe some friction uh, once upon a time, but because you were you were such a. Such hard a hard ass, ass. yeah. <laughs> Just a joyless <laughs> prick of a boss. I got yeah. your back, Harry. Yeah, no, I, I have no problem with Harry now. He's doing his thing. He's at Harry Aaron on Twitter, and he's saying he, he's driving through Alabama listening to at the WPAN interview with Brian Fury, getting flashbacks to past New England road trips. Yeah, Harry uh, trained for a little while. Yeah, Harry's a good dude. Harry's a guy who started uh, – um, yeah, he was. He ran a show, I think. Yes, he did. <laughs> he ran a show and then came to the school and then uh, broke his ankle severely and, yes. and disgustingly. But then discovered he had a real passion uh, for uh, for photography and, and and things of that nature. And went to Full Sail University. Worked with WWE NXT. Yes. Now the kid's traveling everywhere. He's a good dude. Uh, and actually, hey, we'll give him a freaking plug right here. Yes. Uh, if you need pictures, uh, follow find Harry Aaron. Uh, at Harry Aaron on, on uh, Facebook and Twitter. 
dude does great work. He's taking pictures of my kids. He's taking pictures of me. He does a lot of pictures for the guys around New England. Odds are, if you've bought an eight by ten at a pro wrestling show in New, in New England, England yeah. you've bought in some of Harry Aaron's work. You know, he's a very talented photographer. So, a good buddy of ours, and and uh, you know, doing good stuff. Keep up the great work, Harry. Yes. Also, Rich Palladino. There we go. Finally, Rich Palladino. My good friend, Rich Palladino. I met him at NWA New England long, many let's, moons let's, ago. I mean, probably a future guest on the wrestling podcast about nothing. I would think so, yeah. yeah, yeah I, think, I think you can. I think, I mean, Rich, I, I don't mean to be presumptuous, but I think we can assume that Rich is going to be a guest of, of ours at some point here. Definitely, definitely. He's the voice of New England, basically. He's the uh, ring announcer for Chaotic Wrestling, for Beyond Wrestling, for. Anything wrestling, basically, in New England. If you're looking for a ring announcer, you go to Rich Palladino first and foremost. He says, huge announcement from Brian Fury on at the WPAN podcast on BDA Radio this week. Croc Sox and Brian Malonis get the scoops. That's yes, right. we do. Thank you, Rich Palladino. Uh, thanks for checking out the podcast. Uh, hopefully see you soon, and maybe we see you here I'll in see the... You. Uh, well, when this comes out, I will have already seen Rich. So, hey, I saw Rich yesterday at Beyond Wrestling. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we had such a good time together. <laughs> <laughs> On Sunday, yes, exactly. Okay, so thank you, everybody, for uh, for checking out the podcast and for your comments and thoughts. And thank you for using the hashtag PDA for BDA. So you, too, listening right now, you can join us. You can be mentioned on the podcast. We can interact with you live on the podcast. We interact with you on Twitter. Please be a part of it. Use the hashtag PDA for BDA. Leave us a comment, a question. Just let us know you're listening. We love to hear from you. So use that hashtag PDA for BDA on Twitter. See if we can get us trending sometime, huh? Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Wait, I will say this. We are working on some some pretty big guests. I don't want to say their names. Like Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> <laughs> but we are hopeful to bring you some some big guests here soon. Uh, you know, working working our butts off here, me and me and Mike. So we do appreciate the love. We do appreciate the support from fan, friends and fans alike. Thank you, and, and keep helping us spread the word because we're having a good time doing this. Definitely, definitely. Okay, let's move on to the Cruiserweight Classic, Brian. I just missed out on making the weight for this, Mike. Like, really? Just missed couldn't out on it. Couldn't get down to 205, huh? No, no. They had to put in one of the it. alternates. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get that far. I mean, like, there was talk about oh, okay. it. You know, All like, right. you know, if I just didn't get it. Yeah. You're recruited. <laughs> that, uh, that old story of, uh, well, you know, hey, I would have got signed if I didn't get hurt. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. <laughs> well, uh, even though you didn't make it, Brian, they did move on. They they filled that roster up with 32 cruiserweights from around the globe. <laughs> Cedric Alexander? <laughs> who's, who's he ever beat? Yes. We just watched the first episode of the Cruiserweight Class to keep it fresh in our mind. And uh, the first episode on the WWE Network and... Let's just start talking about the presentation, Brian, of this very, show. Yeah, very different. They, they went out of their way to make it look and feel different than everything else they produced, from the entrance to where the entrance was to where the screens were to really putting the emphasis on where the guys for the, the way the referees were, like everything. Even the smallest detail of like the turnbuckles, you know, the turnbuckle padding. Kind of like old school WCW turnbuckle yeah, it felt, padding. It felt, like, it felt like an indie show almost, I th- which I think is what they were going for, like more of that type of intimate sort of sort of feel. At, le- right. at least that's what I felt like, you know. Yeah, and they, I think they had a the arena was darker and I think it might have actually been 
due to attendance because I guess the the house is a little light, as they, as they say. Well, you know, I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays were in town, and <laughs> it's hot out, and the, you know, Disney World's right down the road. <laughs> We've heard them all, right? <laughs> yes. Haven't we, Brian? We've heard them all. You know, I heard nobody got paid because the cash box got stolen. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. I like that. Huh? Uh, that was pretty good there. Um, yeah, so the arena looked a little different. Uh, the As you said, the... The the logos on the canvas, of the ring it almost looked like a WCW ring almost. I, it looked yeah. a little smaller to me, but I don't think I don't think, I think it was, it was a twenty footer still. Yeah, I think yeah. it was still. I mean, it still had rope, not a cable or anything like that. So it wasn't really a WCW ring. Uh, let's talk about like the the presentation of the show, the UFC style kind of pre match videos for each guy putting Which over. Which I liked. Yeah, yeah, I liked that. I, th- I really dug that. I thought that was cool. I was wondering how they were going to. Because 99% of the people watching these are going to have no clue who any of these guys are. Hell, I only knew about, familiar was familiar with like half the guys on the show. So, like, the first episode that we watched. Right. So, uh, but it's cool to, to, to get that little insight on who they are, where they're from. I think that, I think I do enjoy that part of it. Right. I mean, the overall presentation of, of the show is just so different. Like, uh, someone who we've interacted with on Twitter before, he's at Mike McMahon PW. He, uh, does stuff for like PW Torch and stuff like that. You talked about like this is what TNA should be doing to differentiate itself, right? Instead and, of trying and, uh, to be WWE light, <laughs> right? I think that was, I thought that was like a great comment from um, from Mike McMahon. I hope maybe he's listening right now. Yeah, it just seemed just so different. It's that's what you should good, be doing. Yeah, good, different, like right. Yeah, different could be good. And I think the the wrestling fan of today is so conditioned to. Um, the big presentation, the large, um, you know, entrance way, the bright lights and fireworks and all that, that it was kind of nice to to bring it back a little bit, <laughs> you know, bring it back a little bit to, because uh, I, I think that's like, for, that's a, this has actually been like a criticism of mine for, like Ring of Honor should do a setup like this. And I think it's probably well within their budget to do something like this, where Ring of Honor sometimes falls short in their, presentation um because the pro wrestling fan of today is conditioned to again bright lights big arenas big screens hd monitors like but this was i don't know i liked it i I really i really liked it yeah and and also like the the stuff that they did in the ring like the pre-match instructions with the referee mike please shake hands i could have i could take or leave that i know you're probably a fan of it yeah, it was it, it just uh, they they did the post match thing where they brought both guys to the center of the ring and raised one guy's hand. I, I don't know if he's listening, by the way. But Who's that Danilo, Danny E. Yes. When the hell did he develop a southern accent? <laughs> like, where the hell did that come? He's been down in Florida for like. You know, like, what, three years? That's four south. years? Yeah. But he's only been down there for, like, three or four years. The kid grew up in Jersey. We gave y'all instructions in the back. <laughs> y'all got any questions? I, I, mean, I hope he's listening. <laughs> I don't know if he's listening, but... Yeah. Hey, Danny, where the hell did you get that southern accent, man? Well, he's trying to be a professional. Couldn't be the goofball that he normally is. <laughs> they have to pretend it's southern-style wrestling? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. All right, so let's quickly talk about the matches that they actually showed tonight. Uh... Not tonight, but you know, when the Cruiserweight. The, the first episode. episode the first one. episode of the Cruiserweight Classic, yes. Alejandro Size versus Grandma Talik. Uh, Grandma Talik is also known as Mascara Dorada in Mexico. Uh, Wait, isn't that your wife's name? How dare huh? you? Come on, that was funny. Dur- no, it's not Dorada. 
Okay. Uh, I mean, that was a, a I good love match. You, to, it sh- <laughs> yeah, I do too. It showed, you know, it showed off what Gramatali can do. The finish was a fireman carry into a Michinoku driver. Which I thought he, was yeah, he was very impressive. Yeah. I, I, I'm not familiar with him. I've never seen a, I've never seen a match of his before. Um, I didn't enjoy. Uh, how do you pronounce his last name? You pronounce Size? it. Yeah, I, he seemed like one very inexperienced to me, and like hokey and like oh, I don't know. He seemed like a weird fit to me for this for this tournament. Right. Yeah. But I think he was just there basically to put over. <laughs> it sure, sure seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. So and then uh, from there we went on to Ho Ho Loon from uh, representing China, which is uh, very important to WWE right now to have uh, a try to have a Chinese star. He uh, worked with Arya Davari, who is the br- younger brother of Sean Davari of WWE, and he was uh, once with Muhammad um, Hassan. He was yes. with him, and he was also with. Uh, you know who their lawyer was, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> Mr. Whitney. Mr. Whitney was the uh, was the lawyer for Muhammad Hassan. Uh, so that match, uh, Ho Ho Loon wrestled in a T-shirt, which I thought was a little yeah, strange. that was that was a little bizarre, and not even like a cruiserweight classic T-shirt either. <laughs> no, and uh, he did a German suplex for a finish, but there was like I don't know. He didn't seem to have a lot. He was kind of just delicately holding on to uh, Davari's waist. It didn't really seem like there was a lot behind the German suplex, but uh, but it was uh, enough for the three counts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, I mean the match was okay. Yeah, I I wasn't blown away um, by this match. I mean, I think the other two matches were definitely more of the featured matches on this on this episode. But uh, but you're exactly right. Um, you know, WWE is really trying to make inroads into China right now. Um, Ho Ho Loon, I I do expect to go. Probably a couple rounds at least, you figure, because like I said, WWE recently just signed that big distribution deal in China, and I mean, they're trying to make inroads, so I mean, some of that stuff is pretty transparent as to how they're going to operate business-wise. Right. Okay, next is Clement Pita or Patu. It was pronounced both ways in the show. Clement Patu, we'll say, versus uh, Cedric Alexander, who was uh, recently a Ring of Honor, and Clement Patu was a... Uh, Lance Storm trainee. So Cedric Alexander uh, cut a lot of weight. They said he cut 25 pounds yeah, to get great. down to 205. Yeah, he looked great. And, and really, I mean, here, now here's a guy who I actually am pretty familiar with, Cedric Alexander. Phenomenal guy who left Ring of Honor. Probably, got, I think, got some criticism for leaving Ring of Honor. And looks like he's doing okay for himself. Yeah. He, he was one of the most over guys that we saw tonight, basically because he's a, a known name in the wrestling world. And basically, I think he was the first guy from the U.S. that was – that was shown. So Cedric had the crowd behind him, and he won with a back suplex into a backbreaker, which looked pretty devastating. It did look devastating. Yeah. I, I can assure you I probably will never take that move. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Uh, uh, and the featured match, the last match of the show, was Sean Maluda of the endless uh, NOI Wild Samoan wrestling family versus Kota Ibushi. So Kota Ibushi is a... You know, obviously representing Japan, and uh, he is one of the stars of this tournament. There's is he maybe the the most the 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 most famous worldwide superstar in the tournament? Is probably, that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, I guess I mean you got Tajiri and Brian Kendrick in it, but current, you know, right. I think current relevancy. I, I think Ibushi definitely is probably the biggest the biggest current superstar in the tournament. And you see, putting him on last in the first episode, that they're definitely behind this guy I, th- I think some people maybe feel this tournament is his coming out party and coming to wwe sort of thing right and uh let's talk about uh maluda's dive 
Sure. <laughs> he almost He almost died. died. Damn yes. it, you beat me to it. Damn you. <laughs> See, I, 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 they showed it a number of times, and he, he ran across the ring, and he flipped, but he... Almost flipped before he went over the ropes. It was so. I can't. I, yeah, it was hard to tell like what he was like thinking or how it ended up that way. I don't. I don't quite yeah. know like what the hell he was doing. He did like a full flip before he got over the ropes, and so he went over the ropes like boots first, and then kind of flipped again on the way down, and kind of just kind of splatted on top of uh, Abuchi's head. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Tough. If you haven't watched this yet, go back and watch it. You know it's. No, no doubt we'll be on the the next uh, Botchamania, without a doubt. <laughs> Probably will be, and a lot of kicks. Uh, Abushi is uh, well known for his uh, his kicks, and uh, he displayed those like a big uh, educated feat, if you will. Thank you very much, uh, Jim Ross. Uh, Pele kick to Maluda knocked him off the top rope, and then he did like a, a moonsault where he vaulted over onto the turnbuckle and moonsault to the floor to a standing uh Shaw Maluda and there's a big super kick for a, for a near fall for a, for the Samoan and uh that was a, a very good near fall and uh Abushi ended up coming back and hit a roundhouse kick to the head and then did a last ride sit out power bomb for the finish this this is the longer match all the other matches seem to be about like 5 to 7 minutes right yeah this and, one I mean, this is the feature match of the yeah this one one about probably about 10 to 12 uh, and yeah it was uh a good uh, showcase for Kota Ibushi going forward. And very, very surprisingly, now Cedric Alexander and Ibushi are going to meet in the next round. Which I right. I saw the bracket lay out like that. I was like, well, that's that's interesting because you figure those would be guys who would go a little bit further than the than the second round. Both of them, you figure, but they're going to match them up in the uh, you know in the second round. So yeah, interesting interesting seating there. Yeah, so we'll see next week. Next week's matches. Uh, Tajiri, as you uh, just mentioned, Tajiri. The Japanese buzzsaw. Yes, he will be taking on Damian Slater, uh, T.J. Perkins. He was suicide, and um, I got a little dust up with uh, T.J. Perkins on Twitter. You did, I certainly did. What do you? What, what happened? Yeah, about the Patriots and Spygate and them cheating and all that good stuff. Oh, brother! Uh, so T.J. Perkins will be against Damac uh, from Germany. And uh, also Mustafa Ali versus uh, Lindsay Dorado and uh, Akira Tazawa, another of the uh, featured Japanese talent that everyone's talking about. He will be taking on Kenneth Johnson. That's on next week's episode of the Cruiserweight Classic as we continue the opening round matches. I don't know, other stars that... Uh, still some big names to come here. Yeah, other stars that we're looking forward to seeing in the Cruiserweight Classic. Of course, um, Brian Kendrick, who's... The Brian Kendrick, maybe I should say, formerly known as Spanky, who's... I, mean, hey, I'm, I'm, I don't know, Mike. I think you've inspired me to go to the dirt sheets more. Some rumblings, Brian Kendrick might be back with WWE regularly. Yeah, really? Uh, I didn't even, I didn't see that either. You're really you're scooping the hell out of me here. Maybe, maybe you'll play the dirt sheet shuffle next time. <laughs> that's, that's quite possible at this point. Yeah, I know Brian Kendrick, he did some training with uh, Eva Marie. He helped her out a little bit. Uh, How would you know that, Mike? Hey, did you watch a certain... A certain uh, WWE program, perhaps, on the network? No, I just heard about it. Yeah, uh, really? Huh. Just huh. heard about it. Let's move on. Uh, also, uh, I mean, the big match that uh, I think is going to be something to see is the tag team of Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Johnny Gargano colliding. I'll tell you what, Mike. I'm going to do it again. I'm going on a limb. Tommaso Ciampa is winning the Cruiserweight Classic. You didn't see the spoilers? 
What do you mean? What spoilers? Forget it. Tommaso <laughs> Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano, which should be a great matchup. That's kind of surprising it's taking place in the first round, but that's, uh, I guess, a good story for, for the opening round matchup. So that's coming up, not next week, but soon in the Cruiserweight Classic. And that's. I'm guessing that's going to be. If I had to guess, that's probably going to be the final match of the Cruiserweight Classic first round that they show. I think that's, for NXT purposes, that's the marquee matchup of the first round. Yeah, it could be def- could be definitely as 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 they uh, say. So the yeah, the Cruiserweight Classic is going to be running all summer long on uh, WWE Network. Ten weeks, right? I believe they said. I think so. And so uh, check it out, and we approve of yeah, the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, something very different from WWE. Um, it's weird for them too to get behind talents that aren't necessarily their own. Um, I think something like this really indicates that there's definitely been a fundamental change in the way. Um, WWE does business and for all the people who criticize and, and and say derogatory things well man you should give them credit for this because I think they're putting some eyes on they're putting eyes on guys who they will never use again type of you know what I mean like not all 32 of these guys are gonna are gonna end up with WWE contracts and on television some of them will without a doubt mm-hmm. um, but I think just overall doing a really good thing for the wrestling business. Um, um, so I, I, it's I, again very obvious that that they have to an extent changed the way they do business. Rumors are possibly uh, they might do a women's tournament next in the fall. You never know. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. But for now, the Cruiserweight Classics on the WWE Network. So check it out. Okay, promo about nothing. Big Woody's favorite segment. We can't go without it. And this week, let's go to the Pacific Northwest, Brian Malonis. Oh, okay. It was July 1986, and a gentleman with no neck <laughs> by the name... <laughs> I can see this from the, from the picture on the video. Yes, a gentleman by the name of Scott Doring. He's a former Mr. Teenage America, so he uh, was put together... And uh, he was formerly a tag team champion in, in the Pacific Northwest with Tom Zank. But uh, Tom had moved on, and now he was teaming with uh, gentleman Brady Boone. So this is an interview from 1986 with Scott Doring and Brady Boone and a dapper gentleman uh, holding the microphone. Let's go to that right now. Brady Boone and Scott Doring. How you doing, Don? That was a hell of a finish. Yeah. Coco Samoa. Some of the fastest, energetic men I've ever seen in the ring today. The belts are on the line. What can I say? He's got one fall under, uh, going for him. We may see the belts change, hand here, change hands here tonight. I, I really feel that, me and my new partner here. What we've got going, we feel, is one of the, one of the best combinations of tag teams I've ever been involved with. I feel this, my partner here, he's one of the fastest men one of the most agile, energetic individuals I've ever been teamed with. Now, me and Brady are going to be going after the belts. In Pendleton, Washington. We got we got the title on the line. The belts are on the line all week. We got Pendleton. We got Yakima. We're going after the clan. We're going after Budadine. We're going after Mike Miller. We almost had him here tonight. The clan, Mike, uh, the clan jumped in there. They just blindsided us right from behind. It's not going to happen. By the time the week's over, we plan to have those belts right around our waist. Tell them, That's right, Skid. Uh, same goes for here. I couldn't have a better man in my quarter. He's, uh, he's big. He's powerful. That's exactly what someone like me needs to compliment myself. Let me tell you, there's a few things I don't understand. And one of them's 
where Rip Oliver can bring someone in like Buddha Dean, a flag-waving, flag-waving commie foreigner, and have the belt. I, that doesn't make sense to me. Mike Miller, you're no better. You're supporting The only thing American about you is your name. And they make beer. Let me tell you, Miller, Buddha Dean, Rip Oliver, we've been beating the pants off you all over the Pacific Northwest. Everywhere we go, we've been putting your shoulders down one, two, three. And when you do happen to maybe come out on a fall, it's from cheating. Well, let me tell you, whether it be Pendleton, Yakima, White Swan, Medford, Salem, right back in Eugene, and right here Saturday, we're going to get you. All right. Thanks very much, gentlemen. Yes. said, Don, by the end of the week, me and this man here are going to have those belts. Whatever the other one is, we're going to have Okay. Just Brady leave. Boone, Scott Doring, we're going back out to the ring now. Oh, Brian, Brian. Whoa, wait a minute here, Mike. Hold Brian. on. Well, well, look at this. Look at this last here that <laughs> finishes the promo. <laughs> I'm like, Brian, I, I held my breath for, what was that, two and a half minutes? I think my heart stopped for at least 20 seconds. Oh, my goodness. I was just. It was doomed from the start. It was a rough start, oh. and it didn't get any better. Oh, my God. It was just nerve-wracking <laughs> to watch this man fighting through this <laughs> promo. Oh, my goodness. Now, if you're, you're, you're producing that segment, Mike, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm on the floor. <laughs> I'm literally passed out. I This, oh, my God. I mean, Brady Boone wasn't much better. Brady Boone actually went on to be, he went to the WWF. He uh, became Battle Cat under a hood. He went, actually, he ended his career. Uh, actually, he passed away. But last time we saw him, he was on Nitro as a WCW referee. But Brady Boone, yeah, he he kind of just he caught the bug of awfulness from <laughs> from Scott Doring. I think it was. How could you not get behind those guys after this? Oh my! Whether it's Yakima, Eugene, uh, that commie with the yeah, <laughs> holy was, uh, beer Miller. <laughs> yeah, I get it. That was I a get mess. It. I'll tell you what though, the promo is worth watching the whole thing through because at like two twenty four here, there is a very uh, fine looking eighties hot woman. Yeah, with the uh, the Heather Locklear hairdo. Was yeah, all right. I'm digging it. She, yeah, I'm digging it, Mike. I'm dig- so so tough through <laughs> the, the two minutes and twenty seconds or so of the struggle, and then enjoy the young, lovely young lady at the end. Let's get a screen capture. Get that up on bdaradio.com. <laughs> Let's do a tail of the tape with yeah. this young yes. lady. Finder. Hashtag Finder. All right, that's the promo about nothing, folks. See the video that we talked about. Uh, take a look at this uh, lovely lass and uh, fight. Mike, Mike needs a breath. <laughs> <laughs> fight your way through this promo just as we did. Check out the description of this episode. The link is there to the YouTube video for this promo. Go and check it out. Okay, Brian, you are hitting the highways and byways crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And from what you tell me, what you told me earlier, you have dates. Oh, Mike, I have dates. So and, we and so let's make it a little more lively than last week, all right? You were half asleep going through these was, dates It was last a very week. depressing end of the episode. I yeah, mean, yeah. Our, one of our good pals tells us he's quitting, and that's just very sad. All right, okay, I, understandable, <laughs> understandable. So this Friday, uh, this Friday night, <laughs> Wero, Massachusetts, July the twenty second, 
Top Rope Promotions. Find them on Facebook with special guest general manager, WWE SmackDown's Teddy Long. Oh. How about that, huh? So that's this Friday night, July the 22nd in Wareham, Massachusetts. And then the big one. Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday, July the 31st. Oh, you almost, <laughs> you almost did. You're in my head about it, man. <laughs> You're in my head about it. Atlantic Pro Wrestling. Uh, so Mark Green, the commissioner, is stacking the deck against me a little bit. Really? Yeah, so so nobody else has to wrestle twice. It's not mandated for everybody else. Why does a champ have to wrestle twice? I had to defend the title twice that day. Well, everybody wants to see you, right? <laughs> they better be getting me double pay. I would On the so. 10 a.m. show at Yankee Homecoming for Atlantic Pro Wrestling in Newburyport, Old Fashioned Sunday, the Kingpin defends the Atlantic Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship against an old rival, the sure thing Mark Sherman. Oh, my goodness. What? What? What do you mean? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then the 1 p.m. show or second half of, uh, of, the, of the Yankee Homecoming show, the rematch New England wants to see. The Kingpin Brian Malonez versus Ring of Honor's Donovan Dijak. How about and that? I would say get your tickets, but they're f- there they're are free. no tickets. It's yes, free. They're free. So if you're not there, you're a damn fool. Come as you are. Yes. And see Atlantic Pro Wrestling. <laughs> well, put some clothes on. Oh, okay. Get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> also, on July the 31st, Beyond Wrestling, American Rana uh, 2016 at FET Music in Providence, uh, Rhode Island. Doing big things with uh, with Beyond Wrestling. Had the big Beyond Wrestling show. Uh, big doubleheader with Evolve uh, just yesterday or, or sun- this, you know, this past Sunday. Uh, very cool event. I'll be officiating the main event of the evening. It'll pit JT Dunn versus Chris Dickinson versus Donovan Dijak with yours truly as, as the official. Uh, What's the off- bell time for that event? The bell time for that event is ooh, 5 p.m. I'm <laughs> looking on their website. 5 p.m., okay. <laughs> Actually, that's when doors open is 5 p.m. Uh, also on this show, though, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Chris Hero, Tommaso Ciampa, wrestling our good friend Brian Fury, Johnny Gargano, Brian Cage, Keith Lee. How about that? Wow. How's that for a stacked card? Wow, that is the 31st, 5 p.m. Yes. So then uh, I go to a new place, Mike, August the 6th. Yes. Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling taking on Wrecking Ball Ligurski. That is Saturday night, August 6th in South Hadley, Mass. Find Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling on uh, on the Facebook. And uh, say hello to all my friends over there at uh, PVP. You don't have any friends. Come how on. dare you? And then, uh, how about this? Uh-oh. Now, I can, well, now we're getting into August, Mike. We can get into August a little bit here. Yes. August the 20th, Atlantic Pro Wrestling back at the Newbury fire department the apw arena uh bell time of 7 30 come check it out again find atlanticprowrestling.com and also on facebook and twitter and then i can announce this finally because Uh-oh. this past weekend i've been keeping it a secret mike i told you i had been working on something i told you there was a place uh that, that i couldn't talk about yet lucky pro wrestling i Whoa. debuted in 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 their royal rumble over the uh weekend I won't give away any results, <laughs> right? Maybe because it hasn't happened yet <coughs> when we're recording, or perhaps. Uh, but anyways, I will be returning to Lucky Pro Wrestling in Clinton, Massachusetts, on August the twenty seventh. That's a Saturday night. Find Lucky Pro Wrestling uh, on Facebook and Twitter for more details on that. And I'll stop there, buddy. Wow! All right, so you are getting out there. 
I'm out there, baby, and I'm loving every minute of it. I love it. Okay, special shout out before we go to the podcast with little talent but lots of extra belly fat. A man walks into an arm bar, BDA Radio's MMA podcast, hosted by Chad Alden and Paul St. Amon Jr. Chad's back, right? Yeah, oh, they haven't called me to get in the big chair again. All right, well. I think Chad's running scared. <laughs> All right, so find the A Man Walks Into an Arm Bar on BDARadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you don't, subscribe to A Man Walks Into an Arm Bar. You'll be banned for two years for PEDs. But honestly, big congratulations to uh, our buddy Chad over there getting hitched. That's why I uh, missed the podcast last week. And, and I saw the pictures of the wedding, and I've been to his house, and I've met his lovely bride. And much like you, Mike, I just wonder, how the hell did these guys bag these women yeah <laughs> you know that you know the playboy suite on your wife what <laughs> son of a <laughs> all right follow at the wpan that is the official twitter of the wrestling podcast about nothing at the wpan follow our sponsor the guiding light of the wrestling podcast about nothing at bda underscore radio and if you're uh, be so kind, follow me. I am at Crocsocks. That's C R O C K S O X. And Brian is at Brian Malonas. That's B R I A N M I L O N A S. Brian Malonas. Bingo was his name. <laughs> <laughs> Use the hashtag PDA for BDA and get a shout out on an upcoming show. And for all of your MMA and wrestling talk, go see us at bdaradio.com okay that's it for episode 13 we'll be back next monday to see how we do with all these draft prognostications and until then i'm mike crockett he's the kingpin brian malonis and thanks for nothing